Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. been on the air now for over 30 years all over the country and I bring a very simple message and my message is this you have to find your ground of being you have to find the one who created thee the one who made thee Augustine said it so beautifully he said you made us for yourself O Lord and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. And that's what you must do. You must find your creator. Why are you restless? Have you ever wondered? When you look at people, when you look at yourself, you feel restless. You feel anxious. You feel nervous. You feel uneasy. Something is wrong. Something's not quite right. What's that all about? Animals aren't restless. Well... They might be if in some unnatural circumstance, like, for example, if you, you put a, an animal in a cage, it's restless. But when the animal is free in nature, it's not restless at all. It goes about its business, looking for food, and then it rests. And then it finds some water, and then it rests, and then it looks for some food, and it rests. Life is beautiful. Have you ever seen a cat resting? A perfect example of absolute poise and calmness and relaxation. Is it not? Now we look for false... We, we try to find relaxation. We, we take pills. We drink alcohol. We smoke marijuana. We listen to music. We get massages. All of these ways. We go on vacation. We come back feeling more drained and nervous than when we went. Why are we anxious? Do you know why? It's because of exactly as Augustine put it. You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. It's that simple. So now, can you find rest in God? How do you do that? That's what this program is all about. I would like to bring to life, to, yes, to bring to life such things that you have heard. You've heard about Jesus. He said, my burden is light. He said, find rest in me. Was he just mouthing words? No, he meant it. And you've heard about uh, the beautiful old Christian hymn, Rock of Ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. And you've heard, there is a balm in Gilead that heals the sin-sick soul. 
So why are our souls sick? Why? Because we're separated from the Father. Have you ever heard of the term separation anxiety? You've probably experienced it when you were when you were a child, a little child, or as a parent when you had a little child. And all of a sudden, you were separated. You were in the park walking around, and your child was playing, and you, you were reading or something, and you looked up, and you couldn't see your child. Where was your child? You looked around. She wasn't there. What did you experience? And how about the little child when he wanders away from mommy or daddy? Then all of a sudden... He doesn't know where mommy or daddy is. Separation, anxiety. Well, that's what we all experience. Now you know the meaning of your restlessness. You know the meaning. See, life is not meaningless. Life has meaning and it has purpose, but you have to find it. Yeah, a wrong life, a selfish life, a life of self-seeking. See, let's be honest. Can we talk? You remember Joan Rivers used to say, can we talk? Well, can we talk? Why don't you just be honest and admit that just about everything you do is selfish? You, you do everything for feelings. You want to feel good. You want to feel happy. You want to feel like people like you. You want to feel like you're being worshipped and you're being admired. And you want to feel good and you don't like to feel bad. And when somebody doesn't see you in a good light, you hate them because... They don't see you in a good light. So you use people. You use people, see? And you use things and substances, and you use food, and you use sex, and you use experiences, and you use music, and you even use poetry and, and nice verses. You use them all to make yourself feel good, to feel like God. You're, you yell and scream at your kids to vent your pent-up anger toward your husband or toward your work. You take it out on them so that you can feel better. And then what? You feel guilty. So then you act extra nice. You give them money or, or give them food to try to take away the guilt. Trying to placate guilt. Instead of trying to placate guilt, why don't you find your creator and let him, let him lead you out of your selfishness into a world of wonderful joy. We'll have more about this very fascinating topic in just a moment after this announcement, please. So what is meditation? Well, you know what? It's just a way of getting centered. And it's very, 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 very Christian and very Jewish. It's a very nice way of getting centered because what you need, see, many people who are of the Christian persuasion, they want to be more forgiving. They want to be patient. They want to have a better relationship with their family. But something keeps getting in the way. And what is it? It's emotions. It's upset. It's resentment. It's anger. It's unfinished business. So if you could find a way to get centered and to not let unfinished business rise up and color the present and intrude in the present. If you could face the moment with clarity and with patience, 
then something good could come through that moment. Something good could come through that moment. And so all I'm doing is extending a helping hand to help you become a better Christian or a better whatever you are. Because if you're no longer angry, you're not upset. You're not lost in thinking. You're not reliving the past or worried about the future and you're actually there. Then what had gotten into you in the past no longer will rise and dominate the moment and ruin it. You will see the person in front of you with fresh eyes and you'll be able to say or do the right thing and it'll be beautiful and increasingly you'll handle moments masterfully and patiently and your life will improve in many, many ways. So give it a try. The little meditation, it's free. Augustine said it so well. He said, You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. That's the theme of today's program. You must find your Creator. But you cannot find him in a book. You can't find him in music or nice verses. You can't find him in a building. You can't find him in someone else's words. You can only find God within. You can only find God when you, when your selfishness, when your wrong lifestyle that doesn't really bring you fulfillment, when all of this leads you to begin to question and to wonder about life. And you begin to seek for your purpose in life. And when you begin to see that your resentments of other people is not right. See, you have spent your whole life judging them and hating them. Hating your mom for yelling and screaming at you and your dad for not being there and the other kids for teasing you and your brother for teasing you and your sister for being mean to you and other people for taking advantage of you. That's right, you hated them. And you hated them if they were prettier than you or handsomer than you or they had more boyfriends or girlfriends than you or they had more money than you. And then you blamed God and all of that. Well, isn't it time now you, you start letting go of that stuff? Don't you think it's about time that you let it go and just take a little time to walk through life wondering about its meaning and purpose and seeking for the truth. Ah, yes, the truth. The truth will set you free from your selfishness. It'll set you free from your anxiety. It'll set you free from your resentments toward other people. But first, you'll have to bear a little bit of pain of seeing the truth. See, it's painful to see our own wrong, especially some of us have been very wrong, and we didn't want to admit it. That's right, we didn't want to admit it, especially our hatreds and our judgments and our resentments of other people. We hid them very well, and we smiled. On the surface, we smiled, but underneath we were resentful. Now you have to see that and have to begin letting go of it. Your whole life, your whole life is composed upon resentment. But now, perhaps you're ready. Now you're ready to to do something very simple, to see people, see their mistakes, see their errors, but don't hate them. It's so simple. And 
to give up using other people. Just go about your business, do your job, and take care of your things. And stop paying attention to everybody else's wrong. Just let them let them go about their business and you go about your business. And if you stop hating people and resenting them and judging them, then you will discover that life is much better, much sweeter. So, please, may you get started. If you can see the need for not resenting people anymore, for just watching them and not hating them, if you can see the need for finding your creator, then uh, perhaps you're ready for the little meditation that I have. It's a very proper meditation, and it teaches you how to stand back, how to take a mental step back and watch and observe people and things without resenting them, without being without them penetrating you and bothering you and irritating you and upsetting you. It's spiritual discipline of the most simple and the most beautiful kind. It's learning to stand back and watch and thereby being patient with others instead of resenting them, instead of being irritated by them. It's very important that you learn this secret. To learn more about spiritual discipline, and view several other resources designed to help you have a right relationship with God, visit our website at SheddingShackles.com and click on the icon Watch. That's SheddingShackles.com. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. The program is called Shedding Shackles. There is a beautiful passage in the Bible. Christ says to his disciples, he says, The prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. It's a very beautiful passage. We have been talking over the past couple of weeks about how things get inside. And we don't need to talk about it right away in metaphysical terms. We can just call upon your experience. You know that if someone says something to you and it upsets you, then you keep thinking about it over and over. In other words, it got inside so many memories, and now let's think about it. Many of the memories that keep coming back over and over were traumas, weren't they? Somebody did something to you or said something to you. You can't forget it. It's a trauma. The outside got on the inside. Now, let's hear again what Christ said to his disciples. He said, The prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Can you see how that when something gets inside, then it has a life of its own? And it keeps going back over and over again, like a memory going back over and over. Or 
you go back to the same place where someone did something to you and then later in life you find yourself doing the same thing to someone else. Just what they did to you, you're doing to someone else. It's it in you doing it. It's it going back to its place of origin to express itself for reinforcement, for comfort, for identity, for growth. So now I think you get it. Now do you see what trauma is? Something gets inside. It develops a life of its own. It gathers unto itself some of your substance. And then it wants to go back to the same type of situation, the same kind of person, the same kind of trauma over and over. So it becomes a bizarre comfort for it. Yeah, for it. It is life. It is comfort. And for you, well, what is it for you? Well, it in you craves, craves to go back. And it haunts you. And it craves and craves and craves. And finally you give in. And then temporarily, in that recapitulation of the moment of trauma, you have a bit of unconsciousness, a bit of unawareness. Guilt goes away. But then it comes back again, doesn't it, when awareness returns? So now do you understand what drama is? And call it what you will. Call it an identity. Call it programming. Call it a compulsion. Call it whatever you will. But it in you wants to go back over and over again. Now you understand, Paul, I talked about this in, I think, last week's program or the week before. Remember Paul's words. He said, the good that I would do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, I do. He said, I can only come to the conclusion that it's the sin that's made a home in me that's doing it. Christ said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. So now I think maybe you understand against the backdrop of what I've been saying. Christ was clean. There was nothing of sin in him. And it was beautiful because that left him totally free. Totally free. Do you understand? Maybe some of you have, for example, been in prison and then you got out. Or you were very sick with some ailment and you got better. And then afterwards you felt free. It was so beautiful. Well, multiply that, that wonderful thing by a million times. And you will see how wonderful it is to be free. But none of you are free. None of you are free. You are dominated on all sides. You're dominated by your nagging wife, by your angry husband, by your spoiled kids, by your doctor bills, by your health issues, by your government bureaucrat, by your medications, by your bills, by your memories. You're dominated by your worries and your doubts and your fears and dominated by what you have to do and what you don't want to do. And you shake in your boots if you have to face your child's teacher or your boss or someone. You shake in your boots and you don't speak up to anyone. You're totally dominated by your friends. You have to walk around on eggshells. Make sure you don't rock the boat or pull the rug out from under them because they'll, they'll pull the rug out from under you. 
and you have obligations, you have to visit this person, and you have to do that, and you have to give these gifts, and you have to send these cards, and do you see that you're totally dominated? On all sides, when you're not dominated by someone on the outside, then you're dominated by memories of the past, what she said, what he said. Do you understand? So now do you can understand also what the Messiah said. He said, all who sin are slaves. Because there's an unwritten law, an inexorable unwritten law that hands the sinner over to the dominant sin or to the dominant psychopath or the dominant sociopath. You're handed over to whatever it is that you sinned with. And so it will then dominate you in every aspect of your being. If you hate someone, let's say you hate someone, you hate your mother because she was cruel to you or she was so clever and she always put you down. I'm just making something up so you hated her. Well, then you know what? You will be totally dominated by her because you resented her. That's the sin, the resentment, the hate. That's the sin. So you'll be totally dominated by her. Isn't that true? But worse yet, something of her will get inside. And not only her personality, but what is what was inside of her? What was dominating her? What is dominating or was dominating her? And how did it get inside? It got inside when she sinned, when she hated her mother, for example, or hated her father. So the sin transfers to you. It gets inside you, either all at once, but most likely in a slow process. Through years and years of yielding to pressure and resenting and so on. It gets inside, and then it starts to take you over. Then you become her, secretly on the inside or overtly on the outside. Maybe that's good because then you know her torment. See, you always judged her and hated her. Now, you, now if it's inside of you, what was inside of her, now you'll have a chance to forgive her because now you see what? Now you see the, the full truth. She wasn't deliberately cruel to you. She wasn't deliberately mean. She didn't deliberately reject you. There was something inside of her. It wouldn't let her be sweet. It wouldn't let her say she was sorry. And it tormented her and drove her to commit atrocities. And now it's in you. So you have to learn how to deal with it. You must become like Christ with nothing in you. But right now there is a lot in you. A lot is in you. So you can hear me. That's good. You can hear me. And you know that where I'm coming from is good. And you know that what I'm saying is true, and you know you want to be free, but you've tried struggling and it hasn't worked. So now what you need to do, and you have the meditation at your fingertips at my website. All you have to do is go there and it's free. 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 And use it. Now something in you won't want you to use it. It'll try to stop you. It'll make excuses and it'll say, well, you're not quite ready yet, or there's no use, or you should. You should go do this instead. You don't need it. It's not good. There's something odd about it. It'll make, say, all kinds of things, and it'll, it'll try to prevent you from meditating. I just want you to see that that's not you. If the real you wants to, the real you, the real you yearns for something pure and something sweet and something good. The real you yearns for the good you've never known. Everyone's always betrayed you. They seemed nice, and maybe they were sort of nice, but somehow they always betrayed you. 
or they couldn't help you, which was also kind of a betrayal if they said they could help you. And yeah, temporarily you felt better when you got involved with them, but don't you see that when you're involved with them, then they, then they get in, then something of them gets inside of you? Can't you see that, that they're tempted, for the most part, for the most part, they're tempting you. When you fall for their temptation, that's another sin. So what you need to do is take a mental step back. Take a step back. Get the little meditation. Use it. And take some time to get to know yourself. Let your hair down. Stop resenting other people. Stop thinking about what someone did to you or what she said to you. Stop trying to put on airs for other people or for God. Stop trying to save yourself. See, that's the other problem. You're trying to save yourself. That's also a sin. God saves you. You try to forgive yourself. No, God forgives you. Or you go around and say, oh, I forgive you. Try to forgive others. No. God forgives. So, just go about your life as whatever you are, a student, a bomb, unemployed, whatever you are, just be that for a while and watch. Just watch people and watch the world and meditate. Remember what Augustine said. He said, you created us for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. Find your creator. Let him come into you, into your inner being. And he will deal with the remnants of sin that are in you now. He will deal with it. You mustn't try to deal with it yourself. It's, it's too clever for you. It's too smart for you. It's way beyond you. Let him deal with it. And what can you do? Yearn for him. Yearn for truth. Let go of your resentments toward other people. Now you see they couldn't help themselves. Something was controlling them. Something was dominating them. So let it all go. Let it all go. Get the meditation. And uh, like I always say, take three meditations a day. One in the morning, one at noon, and one in the evening. And you know what? Maybe, you know, if you're ready and if you're sincere... Maybe it'll work for you. And if it does, it would be a godsend. And it would be the beginning of the most wonderful day of your life and the most wonderful adventure of your life. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be by the grace of God. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.